Big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Your Cleveland Guardians making some moves this offseason. Yeah, it's not in the neighborhood of, uh, you know, Aaron Judge and eight gazillion dollars to uh you know come play for them but they did address two areas of need first base josh bell and catcher with mike zanino and uh, i knew a little bit about josh bell from his days uh, in pittsburgh but knew nothing of mike zanino and i was thinking about it. i said wait a second i know a guy who uh, knows a little bit about mike zanino because he's calling the games for tampa bay on tv he's former indians pitcher world series champ in a one with the arizona diamondbacks and now the rays tv analyst Brian Anderson, and he joins us on the hotline right now. B.A., how are you, my friend? You know what? And I apologize for the, uh, the background noise. Um, I am well, but, but what is not doing that well um, is our little neighborhood here in Florida. We had some really bad storms Ooh. roll through today, and if you can believe it, there was a tornado that touched down between our house and our neighbor's house. I saw and that on the news so- this morning. So it is, I mean, his, he's got a, 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 these pool cages that they have over the pools in this neighborhood. They're, they're approaching three stories high. They are massive uh, pieces of infrastructure that are over the pools, you know, because of Florida with the mosquitoes and everything else. You've got to keep these, these big, uh, you know, these, these big, you know, screens and uh, yeah. these cages over the, over the pools. It, it, I mean, it's remarkable looking over at his pool cage. It is just mangled off its setting and, and laying on the other side of the house. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, I mean, but we had a huge magnolia tree out in front of our house, and it was completely uprooted laying across the, uh, uh, the driveway. So there's a lot of uh, work being done here in the neighborhood to try to clean up this mess. Everybody in the family's okay, though, B.A., Every, most importantly? Yeah. No, everybody was good. We were not here. Um, thank goodness. My neighbors were, uh, and, and, and in fact, had a long conversation with them that he said, and it was funny because him and his wife, they both said it was just a matter of minutes. Like it was, like I said, yeah. these bad storms came in, and she said all of a sudden you could see the back cage. I watched it just get pulled up. I mean, it pulled it right out of concrete and then just folded it over on the other side of the house. And if you could see how big these structures are, Wow. And she said it just happened like 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 it was nothing, like a little little boy was playing with something. I mean, you know, and we listen, Florida, where you can get a tornado here or there. And obviously had one today. They're nothing like the Midwest and Ohio tornadoes, uh, but yet still can can do some quick damage. That's for sure. Yeah, normally we're hearing about hurricanes in Florida, right? And the damage that does, uh, not, yeah. not tornadoes on a regular basis, right? Right. No, yeah, very rare, very rare. I mean, I've been down here for, goodness, since 2008, and, you know, occasionally you will come across, you'll get a storm system, and it's, it, here's what, I shouldn't say funny, but th- this is being an Ohio guy, where when you had a tornado watch, or more importantly, or tornado warning, uh, you know, you took it very serious when I played for the Kansas City Royals and lived out there. When oh, you yeah. got tornado watches or warnings 
in Kansas City, Missouri, you got into your basement. I mean, you had people like you had the the uh, the PA through the neighborhood. Neighbors would be calling neighbors because those tornadoes you don't mess around with. When you get a tornado watch or a tornado warning in Florida, you're like, okay, it's a little windy. I mean, you don't really right. take them that serious coming from where they really do a lot of damage. But, uh, but yeah, they're for real. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that uh, approach will change after what happened today. And glad <laughs> yeah. that everybody's okay uh, yeah. in your neighborhood, B.A. And thanks for still coming on with us. We appreciate that. Um, we, we just wanted to find out from somebody, who the heck is Mike Zanino? And is this one-year, $6 million deal a good move for the Cleveland Guardians at catcher? It's without a doubt. It's an excellent move. Um, you know, he was hurt this past season. That has not been the, the norm for him. I mean, he is a, he is a bull, a strong, uh, you know, strong kid, a lot of power, excellent behind the plate, handles the pitching staff as well as I've seen in my time with the Rays. And by the way, we've had some unbelievable pitching staff. They rave about him as far as his ability to call a game, his ability to get to know his pitchers, to understand what makes them tick, uh, to be as emotionally invested in their outing as they are. Uh, he's just, he's an excellent, excellent catcher. He's not been a guy that's done much in the way of batting average. I think his career average is, is maybe a, a few ticks over 200, but a tremendous power source. I mean, he's a guy that is an all-or-nothing guy, and he's going to look to, to elevate. He's going to look to hit the ball into the stands. Um, and, you know, there, there's some swing and miss in his game, obviously. Uh, and, and he's not going to hit for much of an average, but he will he will work some walks, he will hit some bombs, and he will be excellent behind the plate and just a top-notch, tremendous teammate. B.A., normally we hear injuries in baseball. We hear about Tommy John and how well these pitchers come back from it. I've never heard of thoracic outlet syndrome in my life. Maybe you have during your playing time. A, have you ever seen it, heard about it? And B, has anybody come back from it that you're aware of? You know, it's interesting because thoracic outlet syndrome, I had never heard of until maybe 10, 12 years ago. Hmm. And then, it, not that you'd never heard of it, but it was very, very rare. Yeah. It, was, it was a Florida tornado, if you will. Okay. Um, right. But, at, you know, all of a sudden now, you're seeing thoracic outlet syndrome crop up more and more. You know, Mike Zanino had it. Uh, Alex Cobb had it here uh, with, with, with the Rays. And, you know, they, they go in there and remove the rib or whatever else they do to try to, to ease, you know, everything and allow things to flow and to move as, as they're supposed to. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's something that, that maybe they're just better at finding it or in, in, in handling and, and dealing with it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that, it, you know, Alex came back, and, and I'm sure that, that Mike Zanino will, will do the same. He's a hard worker, you know, on top of that. So whatever protocols they have him on, he's going to be following to a T and, uh, you are really, really going to love him up there in, in Northeast Ohio. I know that they're going to miss him down here. The one thing about nerve damage is the fact that once you correct it, that pain just goes away. Yeah, Well, well that's the true. idea. Yeah. That's what but you I mean, want, right? You're going to remove my rib? That sounds painful to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, there's no question about that. You're, you're, I think the only worry when it comes to nerve is was there any real damage done to the nerve okay. uh, scar tissue on the nerve because of the surgery you know how, however things were handled I know that just from going through you know multiple Tommy John so when you do a Tommy John surgery they take that ulnar nerve they kind of hook it 
and they pulled away from your elbow so they can do all the work behind it and they don't risk nicking that nerve because boy if you lose that feeling down in your hand then all of a sudden your hand doesn't work right and you're you're never going to come back so that was the you know the first surgery you know fine rehab it whatever when i had my second tommy john and came out of it and started to rehab and try to get the elbow back i was in hand therapy for four months because there was enough scar tissue that had developed on uh that nerve that i could not work my hand but like i was in hand therapy for four months trying to get my thumb to touch my pinky it wouldn't do it as it started to fold over my hand would just shrivel up Mm -hmm. and to this day i probably have 80 percent feeling in my ring and pinky finger and if you go go up my arm uh, about halfway up my forearm to my elbow i have no feeling on the back side of my arm i mean i could give you a forearm shiver and i may feel a little pressure but i will feel no pain none whatsoever amazing there's no feeling i had the carpal tunnel it was almost the exact same thing i couldn't touch that pinky to my thumb and i had no feeling in my ring finger for months and it finally came back yeah, and and isn't that scary? Yeah, I mean that that when that stuff goes away, uh, and you and you're right, it 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 eventually you know can come back. Mine didn't come back all the way, but even so, that process is so long. Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about these nerves kind of regenerate at about a, you know a, a little under an inch a month, um, and depending on how far where the damage is and what you're trying to get feeling back in, that can take an awful long time. We're talking with. Uh... Uh, medical analyst, uh, meteorological <laughs> analyst, and baseball analyst Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, with us here on the Kenny and JT show, uh, getting good words from him about uh, the newest member of the Guardians catcher Mike Zanino. And just hey, BA, if he hits 200, that's 40 points higher than Austin Hedges hit last year with the home runs. That's a major breakthrough uh, for the Guardians. And you know this from calling the games when these two played in the playoffs. There was a total of four. Runs scored in two playoff games between the Rays and the Guardians. So any way you can add offense for either team is a positive, isn't it? It is. It really is. And, you know, and typically Mike Zanino is going to give that to you in one fell swoop. Uh, again, not a big guy with the average. At least he hasn't been throughout his career. But there's right. an awful lot of pop in that bat. And even more importantly, the, the work that he's going to do with that really good young Guardian pitching staff. You know, he's going to fit right in. He's going to, to mesh well with all of these guys. They're going to love throwing to him. I, I can't wait to see what his arm looks like after, after all of this and the time off, but he was always a good you know, catch-and-throw guy, uh, fundamentally sound behind the plate, blocking balls, not letting anything get by him. He's, uh, he's excellent, and that, that will be where he really, really stands out. And then when he's 25 you know, times a year, catches one clean, uh, he can hit some tape measure shots too. All right, what about his role for a young Bo Naylor, uh, the prospect coming up from the minor leagues, got eight at-bats last year for the Guardians. They expect big things of him in the future. How important of a role will he have in mentoring Bo Naylor, the young catcher? Well, I think that he'll have a huge role in that, and he will not be a guy that shies away from that. He is. You know, we've been talking an awful lot about Mike Zanino as a ball player. He's a tremendous human being, and so he will be – Mr. Helpful. He, he will be giving tips. He will be helping him as much as Naylor wants help. And so he'll be setting a great example. He'll be showing you how you go about your business, how you handle a workload, how you prepare yourself for a series um, and, and get all of your pitchers on the same page as, follow, as far as 
following the game plan. So he just is a, he's the perfect guy to bring in. And there was an awful lot of talk down here, uh, you know, that were the Rays going to bring him back. And because he was so beloved here and, you know, obviously that did not happen. When I saw he signed with the guardians, I just kind of smiled. I'm like, well, that's good because if it's not going to be the Rays, let them go to Cleveland. They got themselves a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him and I'm excited for the team. B.A., I'm interested in your thoughts on the rule changes as a player and as a broadcaster. The shift, the pitch clock, the step off, does it matter? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the game the game's going to change. There, there's, there's no question about that. You're going to see more action. Um, you talk to any of these uh, managers, and they're already conniving and thinking of ways to get more uh, you know, action into the games as far as speed, you know, base runners, that you're going to see more of a premium on that because with the bigger bases, you've actually, you know, cut down, and, and I know it's only inches, but think about how many close plays there are on stolen base attempts. And now you've given that, that uh, base runner, you've given him a few more inches to work with as far as getting to second base or getting from yeah. second to third. You couple that with the fact that these pitchers are limited to two throwovers. And if they come over a third time, or I should say two step-offs, uh, so if they throw over twice, and they come a third time, they better get you. And if they don't, you're going to be on second base. Now, what does that lead to? Well, there was always a thing that, that when you had a good pickoff move and you, the other team wanted to see your pickoff move, they'd get their first base runner on. You know, they could, There was a good base runner, and he would take what they call a one-way lead, which is he's going to take a really big lead, which is going to entice a pickoff throw. But he has no intention of taking a secondary lead, and he has no intention of going. He's just taking a lead big enough that he knows he's probably going to get a throw over, and then everybody can see the move. And so now you can start to bait these pitchers, take a one-way lead, work in a throw over. Okay, you could almost do it again and try to you know, see if you can bait him into coming over for a second time, knowing he can't come a third. So now all of a sudden that strategy gets played in. And maybe if you take that secondary lead and the, you know, the pitcher on the mound is like, you know what, I am not going over there because I don't have a whole lot of these moves to play with. Now you've got a bigger lead. Now you can take off. So you're going to see more action on the base pads. There's no question about that. Um, the way that they institute the non-shift, you know, you, at the end of the day, you're still going to be able to move your infielders around. It'll be interesting to see how they do it, but you're still going to be able to play the shortstop, the second baseman, you know, close to the bag up the middle. Now, with their heels having to be on the dirt, you know, when the pitch is delivered, then, you know, that's going to open up some holes. So you will see more actions, more balls get through over the course of the season. But the one that I'm really excited about is the pitch clock. Because last season in AAA, the first three or four weeks of the season, they allowed them to play like the big leaguers. Just go and play. Take as much time as you want. Do your thing. Have your routine. Boom. After the first month of the season, they instituted the pitch clock. That's going to be used in Major League Baseball. When they instituted the pitch clock, it shaved off 25 minutes a game. From, from what the first month of the season, the average time a game, to when they instituted the clock going forward, took off 25 minutes. Now, Will it take 25 minutes off a, a major league game? Maybe not. But 15, 18, that just speeds up the pace. It speeds up the action. And you couple that with the bases. You couple that with, uh, you know, the shift being taken away. And you're going to see more action and more of a premium put on athleticism. So I think at the end of the day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the game more exciting in theory 
and I think that's how everybody feels it's going to play out. B.A., great stuff. We always appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks for joining us today, especially with everything that's going on down there weather-wise in Florida. Stay healthy, have a great holiday season, and uh, let's catch up again as we uh, get ready for spring training. That sounds great, fellas. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on. Thanks so much. There he is, one of the best guys to ever play as far as uh, just a great guy and a great teammate, Brian Anderson, now the TV analyst for the Tampa Bay Rays.